What are you telling me right now? You're telling me that uh, that I can't get drunk on my own show? No, but I'm advising you not to. Before, what? Beforehand. Before. You would not want to see your dad get intoxicated in front of you? Yes. And record it and then and send it out to the rest of the world to listen memories. to? Yes. <laughs> you really think... Shame. She gave him the shame finger. She did. Think we're ready to, that was, you, that a, was a shame, deal. shame finger. Yes. You think we're ready to get this song going? Yeah. I think so. I think that it's. I think that if we don't do it now, we're never gonna do it. I think let's go then. Hit it. <laughs> ready when you are. How fast are we going again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. beside you every week, a band you can count on, a band that's here for you, right? Well, this week is the middle of summer. None of my boys showed up except for our savior, Steve the Reluctant German. All right. But then I ended up getting stuck. Did that stop us, Steve? No. What I did was I turned to the only people I could count on, my own family. And these guys said, no problem, I got this for you. We're on holidays. We'll be there right away, put together a song, make the greatest podcast in history. No big deal. But there's only one way to get it started. 
And you know what that is, Steven? What's that beat? Theme song, kids. Into that song. Yeah, now we go back to the song. One, two, three. Welcome everybody live from the Dutch Hall. The hey. greatest podcast ever to come out of a shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. And we are the greatest because of we have the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions. Comprised this week of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Let's hey. hear it for him. Couldn't be prouder to have on guitar and vocals. The beautiful Maddie Ball is here, everyone. Let's hear it All for right. And on the Calhoun, but no microphone, you'll notice, is the mouthy and uh, often controversial Jeff Ball on yeah, a ballsy. And, and on guitar and vocals, we also have uh, the apple of my eye. <laughs> my... Uh, my oldest daughter, Caitlin Van Dyke, is here. Let's hear it for Caitlin. Right. And on the slap rattle, rounding out the nocturnal emissions, we have the young Spencer Van Dyke is here. Hey, Let's hear for hey, Spencer. Right. And, and we also have a lot of great guests. The Van Dyke family's all in the house. It'd be too much to introduce them by name, but they're all here as our, a, a general audience. But who am I? I am your two-time President's two Club Award the host of this program. Pete Van Dyke. Yay! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right, let's get a show the bartender. Oh yeah, the bartender. And Paul. Forgot the one yeah. bartender. And Paul. Paul's no, here too. Yes. And my brother, <laughs> band leader, and bus driver, Paul Van Dyke. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. He's just serving more drinks. I would have remembered him. That's right. I can't believe that's the first time in history, in live from the Dutch Hall history, that we've forgotten to introduce the bartender when he's sitting here, yeah. right in front of us. Everyone doesn't show up today, and Paul shows up. I showed up. And I forgot to introduce my brother, fucking a fucking bartender, and what? Best friend. Best, nah, we'll go that far. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, Paul Van Dyke, let's hear it for Paul Van Dyke. Hey. Oh, there we go. Now we got everyone introduced. You know, it is not, it is a lot to expect people to come every week to come and support the show or whatever, you know, the band and the bartender and all the cast of the Live from the Dutch Hall. And this week was a real, we had to change the date because it's uh, holidays, summer holidays. Right. Uh, but uh, Steve, yeah. you know, let's go through the band, if you will. Because sure. we call you the savior. Some people said uh, that uh, we were giving you too much credit calling you the savior of the nocturnal emissions. I'm not going to mention who. He's right over there. <laughs> <And they're, laughs> but, uh, but he said, but he said maybe, what do you mean the savior of the nocturnal emissions, Steve the Reluctant German? And I'll tell you what I mean. Who's here today? Just you, right? That's right. And how many times has that happened? Never. No, it's happened a lot. Remember, you had to <laughs> you had to sing vocals sometimes, and you get all freaked out when you have to do it. 
it's true. Right? And those are the days and that then you're abandoned. cool, and then your wife comes along with her iPhone and Facebook Live and puts it right in my face, and then I break all concentration. And Hey, Jane. You get really nervous, eh? <laughs> yeah. So this was good, then. She wasn't here for the opening. Yeah, that's right. So you actually got to feel comfortable? The whole way through. But anyways, I was going to say to you, I don't want to create a rift within the nocturnal emissions before your big gig at Bush, Bushstock this year. That's right, August 25, 26, 27. But uh, you got uh, uh, a guy like um, Wes, uh, Whiskey Wes Hagens, playing uh, no bass today. And that right. song would be nice to have a bass player. Sure would have been. But Wes decided it was more important for him to support his family and and uh, keep his job. That's right. Right? So that's why Wes didn't show up. Give him a pass, right? That's right. That's all right. What do you got? You got Michael Bow. The band leader committed up until today to come. That's right. Correct? But then all of a sudden, the old Boom. mother harvest Nightmares. got a hold of him, and uh, and and that turns out his work, too, was more important. Tuckered the poor bastard out, right? That's right. Or may, maybe working still. He might be. Probably is. But anyway, so Mike's not here working. Mm-mm. And then, so who are we missing still? One other guy. One who, other guy. Who could that oh, be? D- Charters. Yeah, the rooster. The man that raised music for the show, a rooster, uh, Dave Charters, That's right. is not here. You want to know what Dave's doing right now? He's on holidays, <laughs> isn't he? He sure is. He's on is. holidays. 2.2 weeks of holidays. If anyone listened to last week's show, yeah. you'll hear Charters saying he had 2.2 weeks of holidays, right? Let's have lots of extra time. Oh, yeah. And he also mentioned he'd be going on a little trip, but it didn't start till tomorrow. Didn't start today. Charters is just having a nice little rest. That's right. A nice little rest. He wanted to pack. <laughs> Right? You could have had all day to pack. You had all you day. Pack. Yeah, you could pack anytime. What I say is there's a lack of commitment for the show. I know he's going to listen to this because he likes to listen to what we say about him, right? That's right. Fuck you, Charters. Yeah, he, <laughs> he likes to listen to what we say about him. But honestly, out of all the excuses this week, Charters is the lamest. For sure. Right? So he's in your band. That's right. And you look at this week. This is what you rep- you're represented, not by your band that you come to. You're represented by a cast of newbies who have been put on the spot to replace the great nocturnal emissions. That's right. You're like, uh, oh, if they put a, you know, like if the if they had a like Beatlemania versus the Beatles. <laughs> okay. Right. Sure. This is more of a Beatlemania lineup. When you say. Yes. This cast of characters: Maddie Ball, Jeff Ball, and Caitlin Van Dyke. I think we're just riffraff. Compared to the real nocturnal emissions. But Maddie Ball is actually, uh, you are playing uh, Bushstock this year as well, opening for the Trues. Are you also Saturday night, Maddie? Saturday at noon. Saturday at noon? That's right. Yeah? Oh, are you opening that day then? Yep. She is. All right. So you. So this is a big deal. We She's got one opening of the, for the nocturnal for the emissions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only you are now you're opening for the nocturnal emissions, <laughs> but you also can say that you were at one time a member of the nocturnal emissions, That's which right. is probably... By me saying, Caitlin, my daughter, you are the member of the Nocturnal Emissions, they probably <laughs> will take my child from me. That's right? right? That's right. Because they somehow made her go into a band with a horrible name. Yes. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, J- Caitlin, is a great honor. They have came from your loins, so. Yeah. And just for the lo- listening audience, I want you to know that this show, we have a couple of things we want to talk about with the very the new and improved Nocturnal Emissions, and then we're going to press pause and clear out the people who are of a younger age, maybe a sensitive, hmm. and keep this kind of clean for the beginning. That's right. Because my daughter told me, what'd you say to me, Kay? You said you didn't want me to, to. you already said you didn't want me to get drunk, <laughs> right, so I'm not allowed to have my drink here. And then you also said, <laughs> <laughs> if I put you on the spot? No, right. no dirty stuff. No dirty stuff. She won't tolerate it. No. She won't listen to this program. You, do you listen to this show at all? No. no she no. said she's scared. 
like it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know you? How do you know you don't like that? If you never listened to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, kid. I don't want to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. I won't put you on the spot. I will not talk to her anymore. <laughs> I'm the worst. Give your mic to Uncle Jeff. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I won't bug you. I'm just, I'm just sorry. Maddie, I wanted to talk to you for a bit. Okay. Because you were, I'm very proud of you. You went all. You just returned from a trip where you went halfway across the world. Yes. With only with with the uh, intention of just being a, a nice person, right? Yep. Can you tell the listening audience what you did? Okay. Um, I traveled to an orphanage in Africa, and I did fundraising, and I brought 12 ukuleles down, and I taught the kids at the orphanage how to play the ukuleles. Yes. Yeah. And you, how long were you gone for? You were like two, two weeks? Two weeks. It was my first time ever away from home on a plane and everything, and it was a 21-hour flight. Oh, yeah? So yeah. was it scary? Yeah, I had a Hindu lady fall asleep on my shoulder, and I didn't know how to wake her up. You, well, is it, do you think you wake up a Hindu lady w- different than well, you wake up a cat? She was just old, and I don't know. I just didn't want to scare her or anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you had to wake her up with an elephant with eight arms or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I might have had to. Yeah, That's a proper way to wake up a Hindu. I don't know. I don't know. But it, so, what would you say? Because you, you're, you, you never been anywhere, right? No. Really, you went to Florida one time. Yeah. With me, I remember. Yep. And then. Uh, but uh, you know, so you go halfway across the world, right? Yeah. What could you learn about the people there versus the people here? Like, what's the main difference? What do we? Was the main thing that's the same? Like, uh, the main difference was that they don't have anything, and they are probably one of like some of the happiest people in the whole world. And we seem to have everything, but we still kind of find things to complain about and like be upset about but like all of them are so happy and so nice and so helpful and like even all the kids like they don't have anything and like they're just smiling and happy and running around and yeah like they just got lots of love but they don't have a whole lot of anything else so it makes you feel more appreciative for what you have yeah i came home and i was like whoa like we got everything here we don't have anything to complain about do you feel guilty at all Mm, i some people say they go they go and do something like that and they feel guilty because they just because we have so much and we take it for granted, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we start to complain like our lives are so difficult. Yeah, like even though we have like, yeah. s- you know, like exactly. We're complaining about like uh, our sheets aren't fluffy enough or something, right? Yeah, our internet's not working or something. Hey, don't internet's a big deal. It's an essential <laughs> service. Don't get me started on that. It's essential service in Canada. We're getting fiber too. I don't know. Did I? I've said it on the air before to people how excited I am about getting fiber. It's still not here though. No. But I do enjoy it that seeing the liberals spend all their money, uh, because uh, it's like you get free stuff, right? For a while, it's not free. You have to pay for it with yeah, taxes, right. right? But you still get a lot. I like seeing stuff happen rather than just crumbling around me. Yeah. Anyways, um, anything else? I want. So, Maddie, would you say you go back to Africa? Yes. And uh, did you expect the people to be? What like was there surprises? Yeah. Like, what did I you was, expect? I was scared. Like, I was I was on the plane, and I'm like, holy man. Like, I, A, do not know how to speak a whole lot of Swahili. Like, I can count, and that's pretty much it. And I can say, like, hello and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I don't know how to speak the language. I don't know how the people were going to act or anything. But I thankfully, I had people that have lived in Tanzania before. Oh, yeah, yeah, guides with you. Yeah. Did a lot of people speak English? Um bits and pieces yeah depending on the person and the level of education and stuff but oh yeah, yeah. yeah so when they were learning the songs like you sang you are my sunshine right yeah the, all of the kids at the orphanage knew english 
because the person who founded the orphanage, like they're all in English medium schools, oh, and yeah? like she speaks English. Oh. Yeah. So like Sharif, if I such. go if I go somewhere in the world and like start a school, they have to speak the language I want them to. <laughs> no. Is that what it is? No. No. They, well, that's what you said. No, it? they're all in English me- because like it's a big deal there to know English, right? Like oh, it's yeah. not a lot of people like have the access to it, I guess. Like Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, and uh, I guess it would be it would be a, a thing that would help you go further in life if yeah. you know English, right? Like how we learn French, they learn English. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, most countries do, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they were pretty lucky. Yeah. Do you speak anything other than than? Uh, I can than speak Ang- a little bit of Swahili now. I can count and I can like sing a song in Swahili. Yeah. No yeah. swear words. Um. That's usually the first thing you learn. You actually went on a, per- but you went for good reasons. Yeah, right? I know. And I if feel you like I did learn swear words, but I didn't bring them home with me because Lori would have got mad at me. You mean your mom? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably your mom, yes. Anyways, I wanted to say thank you very much for filling in for uh, Michael Bow today. And uh, a good luck at Bushstock. Thank you. This year. And Caitlin, thank you very much for filling in. Spencer, good job. And uh, we're gonna, with that, we're going to pause the show and then get to a segment that we call Feedback. We got feedback. Muspec. <laughs> no, one. Go again. <laughs> Go again. We got feedback. 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 <laughs> oh, you, it was your lack of commitment. Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> this week's feedback is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to our Live from the Dutch Hall website and click on either of our Amazon banners, you can do your Amazon shopping. And you know what? Some of that money is going to come back and help the show. All the way. And it helps us get better. And we're going to buy a bunch of stuff with that money. Stuff. We're already ready. Hey, eh, Steve, we're making a list. You know it. Checking it Fiber's coming. Then we're going to start spending like drunken sailors. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like horror. Oh, dr- whores don't spend a lot of money. Drunken sailors do, right? <laughs> whores in church sweat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whores in church sweat, right? What else do people do? If you're n- Jaybirds are naked. That's right. Right? <laughs> What's another thing? I, I wouldn't know a Jaybird, but, but <laughs> other than the fact that Jaybird likes to be naked. <laughs> naked as a Jaybird, right? <laughs> That's right. That is a saying. Do they ever call you Jaybird, Jeff? Never. <laughs> no? All right. I'm going to start calling you Jaybird, Jeff so. Ball. <clears throat> I'm not getting naked when you do. <laughs> no. Thank no. you. Thank you. you don't, you'll already be naked oh, when I call shit. you Jaybird. Then I'll put my clothes back on as soon as you say it. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I'll put them on then. Jaybird, Jaybird. I was wondering why you're the only person without pants on in this whole in the whole room the whole night. Yeah. I thought it was weird, but I wasn't going to say anything. I was like, we're all family, all right, except for Steve. Steve's right. probably seen a dick before, right? <laughs> yeah. Not that small, but... <laughs> You see, you see the ones like it. It's very sure. cold in here. <laughs> You're right by the AC. You're right by the AC, <laughs> Jeff. No one can hold it against you. No one's holding sure. it against you. <laughs> it's all right. You know who else this is, uh, feedback is brought to you by? It's also brought to you by our friends at Bushstock. Yeah. So Bushstock 2017, the music festival, is going on right this year. August 25, 26, and 27. At li- a beautiful lakeside vista where the views are beautiful. And the memories are even better. And it's going on this year. We got a great uh, headliner. The Trues are coming. <sighs> but also we have uh, a, n- a number of great guests. 
I always like to focus on the nocturnal emissions on sure. Saturday night. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but there is also like a lineup that is uh, too many uh, list, uh, too many acts to describe. What you should do is go and check out the full lineup at bushtalk.ca. You can find all the details on camping, how to get your uh, weekend passes. It's great for the whole family. I think it's, is it dog friendly as well? Yes, it is. It's even dog friendly. Like it's, it gives you everything you want for a great weekend with your family to end the summer. <laughs> or close to the end of summer, you know? Right. And good music. God pick bless you, Lori. Shit. Yeah. God bless Bring you. I thought. Dog, but pick up your shit. That's right. No, I wanted. You know, I was saving this for after feedback. Man. Nah, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. Then our last sponsor that we're gonna talk about today is the Army Electric, because every week I like to remember, especially in the some days of summer, I think of my cousin Derek often. I think of this poor man in the heat. You know, working his tail off, thinking and trying to bring home the bacon for his four children and his beautiful wife. You know, the man's busy. Not only does he does, he takes whatever time he's got left, he dedicates his time to help put out fires in people's houses and take people from uh, crumpled wreckage on the highway. This man is a saint. Yeah. You sons of bitches have the nerve to give him a call over your flickering fucking lights. Fuck right off. <laughs> right off. You ever heard of a goddamn reset button? Press you ever it. heard of a YouTube video? <laughs> Take it in your own hands. Just do your own goddamn wiring. I don't care about what the code is. <laughs> right? Not brought to you by Derek. <laughs> Yarmy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. Brought to you by CleanFlow. Ah, oh, CleanFlow. A sponsor that brings you another sponsor. Right? That's the, what CleanFlow's vision is for this whole show, right? <laughs> it's great. Matt at CleanFlow decides what he's going to do is just say, you know what I want to do? Get another sponsor and I'll sponsor that sponsor. Right? That's what he says. That's why oh. my cousin Derek gets to sponsor the show for free. You know, he pays <laughs> me nothing for those ads. <laughs> I guess. All because of CleanFlow. They allow that to happen, right? So I've helped, I, I've helped get rid of Derek's business, and CleanFlow's paid for the whole thing. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's genius. And uh, so every week we ask our listeners to provide us with feedback, either on uh, social media, f- at uh, Live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook, or, uh, Dutch Hall on Twitter or Instagram. You know, you can do all those things. Or you can give us an email at livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com. Those are all great ways to provide us with feedback. Oh, oh, I didn't even one. get that one. That was nice Jeff. work, Jay Bird. <laughs> Jay Bird. <laughs> oh, no, that's crow. Sorry. Wrong bird. <laughs> and uh, what, where's that going? I don't know. Something about feedback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but this Shit. week, this week I got my feedback in person, which is even better. If you see me the on best. the street and you want to tell me something, I would, I would consider that also feedback. Look go. for the tasty waves hat. Yes. And so I was at the North, or sorry, what is it called? The Lynn River. Lynn River, River Music and Fest. Arts Festival or something. <laughs> yeah. The Old Friendship it's Festival. Very yeah. Long. yeah. And that's what people call it now. The Old Friendship sure. Festival. When they could, the, you know what was the old title of it? The Friendship, Friendship Festival. Festival yeah. Which is shorter than the Old Friendship Festival. That's right. By right? Three so they would have just kept it the Friendship Festival. But I'm a man of, uh, of, of tradition. <laughs> right? That's right. But anyways, I was at this festival in Simcoe by the Duck Pond. Yep. Right? And I didn't even know it was a lot of goose shit, to be honest, to their credit, because <laughs> there is tons of goose shit normally in that pond, right? But yeah, it this, was cleaned up for the festival. It was cleaned up for the festival, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, Maddie was uh, playing there. A number of great artists locally were playing there. And I come across 
a lady that was coming to watch Maddie Ball, uh, and she sees me, and I know her. I'm not going to say it was just some stranger. It was a person I know. Her husband, Bones. No. Uh, she's had to tell me he's still an avid listener of the of the show. Listens to every show. If he doesn't listen on like the the next day that comes out, he will make sure that he catches up. He's he, he's he's caught right up on the whole catalog of Life in the Dutch Hall. Is what she well, said. Hello, Dave. Yes. Hello, Bonesy. So I'll say, Bonesy, because of your support of Life in the Dutch Hall from the very beginning, and because you send your wife out into the streets to find me. <laughs> And tell me <laughs> how great I am. <laughs> I will say you, my friend, are listener of the week. You're the listener of the week. This is your week. That's right. That's right, Dave. That's right. <laughs> Bonesy. And uh, I would also like to extend the invitation to Bonesy, if you are listening, to reach out to me at any of those ways I told you, live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com, or you can go on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, whatever you want to do, whatever you're into, Bones. <laughs> We're there for you. And uh, and uh, let's set up a date and have you in here and talk about some old hockey games. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. And you know what I got to say? If I could have uh, – that's it for feedback. We got feedback. So we're in the middle of the week, and we do have the entire Van Dyke clan here today. And uh, you might remember past shows, if you ever listened to it, where we have done this once a year where we get together and – uh, as a family to spend a week of our summer hol- holidays together. And uh, this year is the same thing. We're all together here in August, uh, t- together as a family, all of us together. Uh, the f- there's four kids in our family, our parents. There's uh, nine grandchildren, right? All of our spouses we even let come. <laughs> and this year, and this year, two dogs came or were there as well. Uh, Stanley, Lisa and Ryan's dog was there as a host family because we were hosted at Lakeside Vista this year. So we're at the at a beautiful Lakeside Vista where the views are beautiful and the memories are even better. Er, yes, yes. Is that how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> and nice the other work, the other dog is uh, Paul's it. Paul's dog is there. Blue. Uh, Blue, right? And Blue comes in. Both of them great dogs. So the two dogs noticed each other, and they are great friends. Would you say right away? No, they're aggressive at first, like uh, they get to know each other, and then they settle down a bit and just fight nonstop. Not fight, really, play. Play, yes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but as part of their playing, you have to admit, Paul, there does it does involve a lot of your dog licking the other dog's dick. There's a lot of homosexual, <laughs> uh, yeah, relations happening, Man. but you gotta love all your children, right? That's right, but your your dog has made it uncomfortable for the entire family <laughs> to have to watch what he does to that guy because your your dog doesn't go take Stanley into a like a private area behind maybe a shrub <laughs> and lick his dick. He waits till we're having supper and uh, gets Stanley get up on the uh, couch. <laughs> Just give an old ice cream cone lick on his dick, you know, in front of all children, you know, shocked children, your own children, right? Watching some sort of dog pornography going on. And what you said to me, you came to me with great sincerity yesterday, great sincerity, and said to me, Pete, my one son is very upset because the people are starting to say things with his dog being gay. <laughs> yeah. And it's bothering him. It, it, it is so <laughs> bothering <laughs> And I just told him we have to love him no matter what. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Elisa and Ryan, I want to tell you, you have to come to terms 
that uh, your dog's d- dick might be delicious. <laughs> 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 because I have never seen uh, some uh, someone uh, uh, like a dog's, or any dick for that matter, get licked so frequently over a three-day span. And it must be something in it. Because I remember even a dog, you know, dogs are happy to see people come up the driveway. We were coming up the driveway yesterday, and you could see two dogs running. One, Stanley, real happy to see people. The other one, just wondering where that other dog's dick is going <laughs> so he can lick it. <laughs> that's your dog. Anyways, I just want to say that's uncomfortable. I also wanted to say for to Ryan and Lisa, well, you got the mic there, Ryan. I just want to thank you very much, Lisa and Ryan, for hosting us uh, to have the whole family down there. And I want to say the only thing, the thing I like best about being hosted at your house is that uh, it's not often... That you, because uh, on holidays, you're on holidays with your wife. I like to do certain things with or sh- more appropriately to my wife, you know, when I'm on holidays. It's pretty tough to do when we're only 50 meters away from each other. Yeah, what I like to do, what, so when, when I'm on holidays, what I like to do is like, is uh, if I'm going to do these things with my wife, I like the extra layer of having to think about if it's right to do it in my nephew's bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> think of it. Think about that's where his little head sleeps, where Uncle Pete's thinking about what he's going to do. <laughs> All the hockey jerseys hanging around you. Oh, yeah. What I like to do, thanks, Paul. What I like to do is I like to pretend I'm like uh, an early draft pick by the Phoenix Coyotes when I come to your house, right? And that's when I'm hanging around all the hockey paraphernalia around me. I'm like, yeah, this is my shit, you know? I always think of it. And then I like tell Jane, you know, when she's sleeping, I just whisper in her ear how I'm like, I'm really, I, I got a great wrist shot, you know? Something like that. <laughs> they call me Johnny Wrist Shot. <laughs> Johnny Quick Shot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's great. I want to thank you because it helps me live out my fantasies and make a mess of my. Uh, uh, nephew's bed. Thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate the extra tip this year, Lisa, of you making me bring my own sheets because that does take a little bit of the guilt away from what I did to your sheets last year. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Right, Jeff? Right. We gave you a microphone too, Jeff. How come? <laughs> it was, we didn't give it to you when your kids were still here, but now that you're, they're gone, we can then... We can open the floor to you, eh? You can say all the dirty, dirty shit you've been trying to say. I'm not going to do that. Dirt no? bag. No. Tomorrow is one of my favorite, or is it tomorrow or two days from now? We get to go on our canoe trip that we always go on. and uh, That and is a lot of fun. Yeah, and mostly because of you. No. Yes. No. You and your <laughs> wife are the funniest canoe that there is. Everyone waits for where your canoe is because we just want to watch it. When it's going down the river, we're like, well, let's watch Ballsy's canoe because that's the funniest canoe. Hey, Jay, that is a, by far the best canoe to watch. We are, we are going to be the best canoe. Lori's a heck of a paddler. Yeah. You know, the ticks are bad this year, Jeff, and you get into the rough. Into the rough. You got to be careful. I'll be having Lori check me for ticks. Don't worry. Oh, my God. Lori, you have to do that too to him? Not only do you have to... I, I think about the stuff you had to put up with just to get two children, my beautiful nieces. But now you're telling me you have to check this man for ticks on a regular basis? We all have to do what we have to do. Oh, my goodness. You get into his nethers, Larry? <laughs> no comment. But, but to grab a scootle duke. <laughs> the scootle duke. Anyways. It's a beautiful region, isn't it, Larry? 
Ballsy, you've been off the show for a bit. The fans have really, <laughs> they really do cry out for you when you come on the show. You know that, eh? I don't believe it. There is a certain, there is, there is a certain cross-section of the listening audience who finds you to be fascinating. Big fans of yours. We have get feedback. Ah, uh, Steve with his beer. He's taking a holiday. He knows I can't give him shit because he's the only one that showed up. It's a holiday, too. <laughs> what? It's a holiday, too. Oh, it is a holiday. We, and we have in Canada, just for the international listeners, we have a thing called Civic Holiday, which is our day to celebrate civic stuff. Stuff. What is it? Hondas? <laughs> what is it? Does anyone know what, why we have a holiday in August? Because Honda made a Civic. Yeah, but don't we have anything we could celebrate? Can we make a Terry Fox Day or something like that? 1989 Honda Civics. <laughs> yes. We decided to go for the Civics. <laughs> it was a, did we always have Civic Holiday, Mom? Do you know? Yes, I know. You had it when we were kids and everything? I don't remember. No, not when we were kids. Well, because, yeah. We were off in the we were like off anyways in the summertime growing up, so I wouldn't know. And you guys are farmers, so you don't get it get it off anyway. Right. I just wonder if the rest of the people got it off or if it's a new thing. Do you know? Google girl, can you check that out for me? Google. When did Civic Holiday start? You know, I was I looked at uh this is an off topic thing from no way. Yeah. (laughs) You never But today I was trying to figure out what to do with the show and I remember I being stricken by watching um some of the world leaders on holidays, on their summer holidays, you know? And I remember seeing uh, that Trump, he was supposed to be taking a, a holiday. He's going, for his summer holidays, he's going to do a working holiday at a golf course in New Jersey that he owns, mm. where he goes golfing during the day. But he still, like, takes phone calls, does meetings, a working holiday, right? Sure. Right? Which you can expect. And they show him, like, uh, on a golf cart, relaxing, you know, through his holiday. And then uh, he goes in and uh, interrupts a wedding and says, how you doing, to the people who are getting married. And they get all excited that uh, the guy they recognize from TV, who happens to be the president, president. Is, uh, is there or whatever. And so they all get excited. And then Trudeau, our prime minister, our big leader, right? I still feel weird about calling this guy our leader, right? Because <laughs> he's kind of like, a, like, I don't know, he's kind of like a fancy boy, right? <laughs> so anyways, he's uh, in, uh, I, the latest thing with him, he's in, he's in uh, B.C., Right. He's getting a kayak. Did you see it? I did. You did? Of course. Of course. You watch all the Trudeau-related kayak news? You know it. And uh, <laughs> and so uh, he was getting in the kayak. He falls out of the kayak yeah. like a, a doofus. He can't get it together. He falls out of the kayak, but he, he does it in a cute way or whatever that he manages to m- still make the girl's heart swoon. That's right. Didn't get his hair wet. No, he didn't mess his hair. And then he went and did the same thing where he interrupted somebody that's getting married or something like that, right? right? They the approached mo- him, though. They approached him? Yeah. All right. Still, you know what Putin's doing? Did you tanning. see what- He's shirt off tanning, <laughs> riding on a horse. You're close. He was fishing this year. This year, Putin put out his, his holiday video, and Putin was spear fishing. And then when he does regular fishing, he was fishing for, like, uh, I don't know, a bass or something like that. He was uh, shirtless. And as he reeled in, he would flex his uh, pec muscles in alternate fashions so that he could show that he was a real stud. And, and then he would uh, then he jumped in the water and actually shot a spear at a fish and killed it. Whoa. Too. Yeah, and they show Putin being a real fucking man. Like, wearing, he, if he wasn't shirtless, he was wearing all camo and driving like a gator through the bush and there stuff like that. He's the coolest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, out of the world leaders, I know I don't, I'm, he might be an awful person or whatever and... <laughs> Kill us all. He's got the best image. 
But yeah, like I mean, what if you're going to put out your image? They're all putting out manufactured images. Like Trudeau's manufactured image is that he's this this pussy that placates that are like that caters to everybody, you know? Right. That he like uh, does all the right things so that everybody likes him. Yeah. And then I don't like him for that reason, right? Oh. And people like me, right? <laughs> like people that are like me would always take a person that's perfect or whatever. Right. And say, I don't like that person because he's too good or whatever. There's like got to be something bad about him. He's twisted. So I found out about the civic holiday. Oh, excellent. What did you find out? My phone just died, but it said the 1850s. Really? 1850s? They had Honda Civics back then, eh? Yeah. Not only do they have Honda Civics, they celebrated them. And in Manitoba, (laughs) they celebrate it as Terry Fox Day. They do? No way. Manitoba, I think, has got it right. I think we should call it something. Because we have enough great Canadians to honor that we shouldn't just call it Civic Holiday. It's like wasting a holiday. You can name it. Why don't we, as the Van Dyke family, just call it Terry Fox Day from now on? Okay. 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 And we'll see if it takes... (laughs) You think it'll start here and then take? Yeah. Well, it's in Manitoba already. Yeah, the unoriginal bastard. What are you doing? <laughs> She's a very squeaky chair. Very squeaky chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting ready for the canoe trip. Yeah. <laughs> Cause a ruckus in our red canoe. I gotta wear my red shorts too. Yeah. So, is there anything else anyone wants to do on their holidays this year? Do we have to prepare for bush talk or are you ready to go, Ryan? I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Are you guys ready to go? Yeah, we are. Yeah, man. Yeah. And while you have the mic, I got one one thing. We've got you on three shows in a row, three consecutive shows. We have Ryan Vandenbush on our show, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, not once did we tell a hockey story in in uh, three shows, right? Uh, no, I don't think never we came up. Hmm. No hockey stories came up, you know. And uh, because Mike Bo's not here, and he loves when you tell a hockey story, right? We have to then now do one. In order that he can feel shame for not showing up today, <laughs> right? We on a spot now. No, no. So now we have to come up with a group. Does anyone either remember a good one that he's got, or can we think of something you're curious about uh, that Ryan can go on? So uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's a good hockey story. Uh, you want to go? I want to say like a, a junior hockey story. Uh, where you, or sorry, where you're a young hockey player, and you see like uh, your eyes are open to the big leagues, you know, a story like that, you know, where you see where you, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, this is the real deal. And, you know, I know the one story where you've already told about the about being between Gretzky and Messier, right? Mm-hmm. So not that one, but one where you're Prior like, that. where you see the way the guys live around you. No, where you see like, uh, like uh, you're no like you're because you're like a farm boy or like a small town boy, right? Rural boy. Rural boy. I grew up on a farm. And all of a sudden, at one point in time, you're in New York City playing for uh, the New York Rangers, for heaven's sakes, you know, with the two greatest stars in the game. So there has to be, you didn't, there, like at what point in time, was that the first time? There had to be some point in time where you got yeah. there and you're like, when, holy shit. When I shit. got drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1992, I guess that was like the real telltale where I was like, you know, I was just a kid playing junior B hockey two years prior to that in like 1989 or 1992 and then and then all of a sudden I got drafted by Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, I realized then I was like well just you're you're very close but you're still quite the distance away from the actual 
you know, what, so there's one thing being drafted, but there's another thing playing a game. And then there's once you play a game, there's another step on actually having a career, right? Right, right. So, um, but I had good advice from people along the way there. You know, I was always nervous and, and, and extremely nervous walking into a room that were, you know, with a bunch of hockey players that were a lot better than me, and, or so I thought they were. And, and then it wasn't, you know, my dad once said to me, he says, well, you know, Ryan, they all put on their skate the same way. Yeah, yeah. Just go out there and do your best, work hard, have fun. Do you think that's a, I mean, because there is a lot of similarities between us, someone that's trying to make a living in sports and someone that's trying to make a living in music or trying to make a living in the, in the arts in any way, right? Because of the, the uh, there's one thing where you can make a, you know, you can just be a guy that's like paying the bills by doing it. And there's other, then there's other people that gain riches by making the big, like making it big, right? Right. And uh, so for, you know, if, for you, like the first step you said, like just just knowing that you could like do it, you know, for then get paid for it, right? Yeah, because coming from major junior A, where you're making thirty five dollars every two weeks, yeah, um, and then now you know your first year pro, you're twenty years old, and and you're playing for Toronto's farm team in St. John's, Newfoundland, and you're making thirty five thousand dollars Canadian. Yeah, and I just thought I won the jackpot. I yeah. just couldn't believe that I was actually getting paid to play hockey. I thought it was the best thing ever. Yeah. And then after the first year, it was over. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I think I earned that money. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you're so close to that. You, you think you're so far away when you're in American Hockey League. But the NHL is really only, the, you know, it's obviously the next step. And um, it's just, uh, you just think it's so far away, but it's, it's, it's not. Does that right away become your goal again then? Is, it to, make, is it to make the NHL or is it absolutely. just to be? Absolutely. Your goal is always to make the NHL. Has yeah. always been, has to be. It was your right? goal even as a young man? No, no. At that time, you know, you think that's so far away, you don't even think of that. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just, a, you know, I just had fun like playing hockey. That was it. I just, you know, grew yeah. up in Delhi. It's, I just loved it and had a real passion for it. And uh, and then as you get older, you know, you, you, people start, you know, you get noticed a little bit. And, you know, I, I want you to play on my junior B team or come and try out for this team. And, and then, you know, you do that, and the following year you're drafted to a major junior A team. It happened so fast and so quick. And then two years after that, I was drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And four years after that, I was playing for the New York Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So it, it happened very fast, but uh, it's, uh, it's... And it ends as fast as it starts. Too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's You know, crazy. you never know when it's going to end. You know, yeah, yeah. You, just, you play as long as you can possibly play. One guy went to me, he says, you just, just play as long as you can and until they tell you you can't play anymore. They like yeah, you just gotta hang on to it, eh? And just see yeah, how it's long a short you can grip on it. It's not like music, right? Like music, if you you know, you make a big say in the eighties as a music, you could still like go out there and perform and, and, and you know, play your gigs, but as a hockey player, your your prime is you know, your average career is, is probably five years and you literally can't play well unless you're like a Yarmir Yager. I mean that guy's yeah. insane, but But he's saying screwed around too, isn't he now? Well I I don't know. I, I thought I heard there was something where they haven't I don't signed really him. Follow it, but yeah. um but uh, no, you're, uh, at least with music, you can just play forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, the thing, too, is that a lot of times you'll find a guy like uh, a musician that's like, well, maybe hit it. Like, like I always think of Van Morrison, right? Van Morrison was, like, big in the 60s and 70s and I stuff like that. I loved him in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, and he's still making music today. He makes music. Yeah. He's never stopped. Yeah. And he makes good music the whole time. But the people just stopped, like, uh, making it mainstream. So... It, but uh, that guy's still doing it, right? Amazing. And sometimes, like with sometimes people just lose track of you, but the guy's still making a living, yeah. touring, d making albums, creating stuff, doing yeah. what he loves to do. It, it yeah. really sucks when someone tells you you can't do what you love to do anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't tell you like you just 
Well, they do in a different. You just end up a team. You probably have you probably have more in common with a stripper than a musician. Probably, you're right. right. Yeah, because your yeah your highs are really high and your lows are really low. And your and the stripper would like lose her looks, like you would lose your athletic ability. That's right. right. And then they wouldn't be able to strip it. Then you lose your identity, and it's like, who the fuck am I? Yeah, what am I? I'm not a stripper anymore. Now I have to be an old masseuse or something. You have to re-identify yourself. This whatever, (laughs) a masseuse. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I love masseuses. They're great. They're they're much needed. No, I'm not talking about that kind. You're talking about good kinds. Yeah. Like ones talk- that are going to school. I'm talking about like the where strippers like are too old to strip and then they just go jerk guys off oh, beside the tugs. strip. Club. So those are rubbing tugs. Yeah. 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 yeah they yeah, they yeah, call no, themselves so. masseuses, wow. though, don't they? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> I would think. What? I would think. Eh? Would they come in like like uh, jerk our artists? So maybe would, like a subway mm. sandwich or jerk off artists. <laughs> J O A. Yeah. Well, I go, well, that's what they do. Like then you make it clear. I don't know if they make it clear. Do you know Paul? <laughs> Sitting beside your wife, can I ask you if you know anything about this? This conversation so, you took a hard right. Well, Paul talks to him. I don't know. That's the thing about we get a bunch of Van Dykes together. We're like, what? How do massage parlors work? You know, we don't know. Some of them know. And Paul might. I I don't know how they work. Yeah, <laughs> I understand the rules are something something like you go in there, and then eventually they jerk you off, <laughs> right? That's the part I know. The legend goes that way, but I don't know if it comes out in conversation at the beginning where they say, "Hey, you guys want you want this to happen," <laughs> or if it's just one of those things where they're like, uh, "It's like one of those uh, give me twenty bucks or whatever," and they, give or they give you a little, to make me holla. Something like that. I don't know. Like they spring it on you. I don't know how it works. If anyone knows that out there, give me an e- uh, email. Yeah, Life yeah, the yeah. Child, gmail.com. Yeah. I somebody knows how it works. For sure. Maybe maybe they're different. I don't know. We have no one in the in no the clue. that can help me on this. Okay, so um, right. Any? Can you help yeah, your sign on this one? <laughs> no massage. You don't need massage parlor advice. <laughs> we do have my dad. My dad is here in the room today. A uh, longtime fan of uh, Live from the Dutch Hall. Been listener of the weeks multiple times. And today we gave my dad the greatest gift of all. We told Dave Charters to, to stay at home, and he's unwanted here. Thank you, Dave. And we put in two people to uh, saying way better than Dave, right? Dave, take your time packing. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your vacation. Uh, miss you a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we will miss Dave. Um, uh, Dave, uh, Mc- oh, yeah, I can't. Never mind. Bonesy. Oh, yeah. Miss you too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bones is you played hockey with Bones, right? Yeah, he's my best defense partner. Oh, you guys are actually partners? Yep. Actually, he's the best smelling defense partner. Like, best smelling? Yeah, I had Hound Dog, and he wasn't so good. At, you'd fall over the blue line sometimes because oh, stunk. Well, he dropped something now and then. Oh, fart on the ice? Oh yeah. What about you and Hawk? Like, you like leave a vapor trail. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway. You, that's a, and so you, that was why you preferred the one that didn't smell like shit. It was uh, it's mostly Dave's benefit. This <laughs> is <laughs> the thing that made Dave nice. Dave, Dave was a good defenseman. Yeah, you were more of a stay-at-home defenseman type. Yes, I. Yeah. I would say like a Larry Robinson. I was definitely at home. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Paul Pocket a goal in the Van Dyke uh, hockey tournament this year. It looked just like an old Nighthawks goal by Willie Van Dyke. There is some of my DNA there. Yeah, low to the ice, right? Right right in, right? Right in the corner. Sweet shot. 
missed everybody's legs and everything just like had a exactly where i wanted it to go <laughs> yeah taught him everything i know did you play hockey with anyone ryan that had like uh like that would like uh, had left a vapor trail like what pup's talking oh, about fuck yeah like they were just like constantly <laughs> yeah. rotten yeah it was awful anyone in particular uh, stand out I don't like naming names because they're so. Is there a nationality uh, though? Yeah. Uh, Do the uh, Russians uh, smell better, worse? Russians than typically are this. Yeah. Yes. Czechos are up there too. Uh, you know, it with ranges. smelliness. It's just you're gonna rank the countries by smelliness, <laughs> but you won't name names. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's a. I won't insult people, but I insult whole nations. <laughs> and all those protein them all with the same papers. <laughs> All those protein shakes That's, you guys were drinking too. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You got 25 guys in one room, and there's some nasty shit going on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And people that, like, uh, um, they've uh, been naked around each other for so long, like, around people yeah. like that for so long, and then they take uh, liberties with their nakedness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of those characters, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I play hockey very rarely, and when I do play, I can see the guys that play all the time, and they're always the ones that. Playing with their dick the most. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, get your clothes on. I'm like, I put my. <laughs> put my towel and get the hell out of there, right? It's not right. Yeah, too new, too naked is not good. No. You can see guys are too comfortable. They dry their dick for like 20 minutes. You're like, would you fucking get over yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and number one, you're only drying it that long. To f- you're fluffing yourself fluffing. in front of us. <laughs> I had a guy in my gym class in grade 10 like that. Yeah. A black guy. He was a, a black guy, and he kept sitting there drying his dick. I'm like, I really want to see his first name. But I'm like, dude, you could, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his dick is. You're black too. You should have a bigger dick. It's the whole thing, because even if you have an average size dick when you're black, that's seen as being small, yeah. right? That's your disadvantage. That's right. Rather yeah. the stereotype. Yeah. Play with it more. So you, the guy's playing with it in front of us for 20 minutes just in order to fluff it, <laughs> or he's bragging. I don't understand I it. I don't get it either. That's fucked up. Too much confidence. Yeah. Ryan, <laughs> I'll stop talking to you too. It seems like everyone I'm talking to you today gets uncomfortable, Steve. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did fine. What's your problem? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable talking about fluffing my dick and dick, people fluffing their dick around your mom and dad. <laughs> oh, really, mom? Does that bother you? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I didn't know if it, but no, you don't want to say it. It's all right. It's all right. So we, anyone will have any uh, fond memories before we close the show out on the uh, Van Dyke uh, vacations in the past? Or... Uh, Something we're looking forward to this one. This one. Well, I, I hope this canoe trip uh, we get as shit faced as the last one where we did the podcast after. Remember when we did the podcast after the canoe trip? And it that was, was like a, a snore fest. Train wreck. We were all yeah. uh, fuck. That's what I hope happened. Last year we probably could have had a podcast and been fine. We were yeah. kind of reasonably drunk. Well, the first year that we did this canoe trip, they told us that uh, we took. It was supposed to be like a four-hour thing or something. Yeah, and we took eight. Eight hours we took. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to the point where they sent out a, a search party to find us. Like They sent out, like, and we were just, they, yeah, we did not take one paddle forward the whole time. Like, the the current took us, right? Yeah, so they they thought even the current would have took us there sooner. Sooner, yeah. Probably in six hours, but we were paddling against street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slow so the next year we had to speed it up. We had to good take, bring We're it down to about so six. so much fun. We didn't want the trip to end. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, this, so, so same drop-off spot and pickup. I think so. Yeah, are we doing the same yeah. same route that we did? Yeah. I think it's just the easiest. Yeah. As last year. 
Yep. And we're going to see the Sheepdogs on Thursday. Yeah. It should be a, a good family fun. Hey, even Steve the Reluctant German is coming. Yeah, yeah He's right. joined us as, a, as an honorary Van Dyke for the day. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Hey, hey Pete, who's watching our kids right now? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're either watching themselves or uh, mom and pop are, they can either, if they don't like it, they're going to have to go home because they'll be at Ryan Lee's. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ma, thanks. Nice. <laughs> okay. Let's do, let's finish this show with a little segment that we call Weird Facts. All right. Facts. It sounds a little different this week. Yeah, it's different, eh? I wonder where we go. Weird facts. Weird Anyways. facts. Weird facts. In very few cases, severe wedgies have caused testicles to fall off. They have even caused death. Oh, a man. wedgie can cause death. You could see Weird that. You've heard? Well, it's a very severe thing. Man. Yeah. That's the, that's why people are so against bullying. Cause yeah. Dangle from a hook. For a long you time. imagine wedging a person? Have you ever wedged a person, Jeff? Never. Not You've never been no. a bully? No. Not even when you were young? Nope. But you were big for your age. I was age. big, yeah. But, but you I were always s- kind to people. Yes, and I stuck up for people that were getting bullied. I'd like to beat the fuck out of the bullies. Maybe I was a bully. You're, you're a, bully a bully beater. to the bullies? Oh, you're bully like Dexter. Beater. You're a bully beater. <laughs> bully beater. See, that's why people like you. Do you know cats decided to live with humans on their own and domesticated themselves? False. Ver- no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> a cat doesn't need you. Your cat doesn't need you. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It would. It loves you, maybe, <laughs> but it chose you. If you if it decided it didn't want to be with you, it would just leave the house and kill animals and be fine. I left fine. the door open before and watch him not go out. Yeah, because he chose you. Is what I'm saying. He chose you, with a on purpose. Where a dog needs you because it's too stupid to live. Right. You've had both, Jeff. I've had both, right? yes. Yes, I've had both. And uh, your dog needed you. If you went on a, away for a weekend, that dog would be dead if you left it alone or something, right? Well, yeah, you got a point there, I guess. Where a cat, who gives a shit about the cat? Wow. Right? You can love him, but it's going to be fine. It doesn't yeah. need you. A couple of cups of dry food out. It'll eat your face when you sleep just to stay alive. A cat will. No, it won't. Yeah, it will. You know, if you die in your house... Your dog will sit beside your body and starve to death if nobody comes, where a cat will eat your face like way before he's hungry. That's also true. Weird weird fact. fact. It's a weird fact. Yeah. Dead people can can still get goosebumps. Did you know that? This is the part where Ryan said he wanted to uh, learn stuff on our show. Yeah, okay. Chimpanzees can understand and can start fashion trends. And that's no hmm. surprise. Wow. Just accessorize with a banana. When I, w- <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, when I was young, I liked uh, That's the only reason I rode a tricycle. So that's how a chimpanzee ride a tricycle. And that's also the only reason I smoke cigars. Huh. <laughs> what does that have to do with fashion, though? Well, it's fashionable to smoke cigars, isn't it? <laughs> On a tricycle. On a tricycle? Cool. How do you not look cool smoking a cigar on a tricycle? Like <laughs> the chimpanzees do it. I was thinking about like what you wear. So then I was like, who's it? <laughs> chimpanzees. Who's the chimpanzee of. He wears a furry sweater and a <laughs> set of red 
Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Are chimpanzee a red ass? Red ass, yeah. Does it? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I know no, very little because I always see chimpanzees. That's a different kind of monkey. Oh, a, a baboon. It's a baboon. Yeah. Yeah. Beethoven's yeah. teachers felt he was hopeless and he would never succeed with violin or in composing. Teachers are stupid. That's what that teaches you, right? <laughs> Don't listen to your teachers, kids. No teachers in the room. We're all right. Our brains react to poetry the same way it does to music. It's a different part of the brain. Hmm. Which I, th- I would say that's not true because when I hear poetry, I think, ugh. <laughs> right? Yep. Kids are more likely to trust attractive adults. That's creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. That's why if you're a good-looking person, you can get away with more stuff because people trust you because you're good-looking. That's true. It is true. That's true, and that's why... T- that's like, Think that, of, like, Bernardo. Or Ted Bundy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Attractive people that you thought took tra- advantage. You're telling me you think Bernardo's attractive? Well, I, Not I my mean, type, Lori. <laughs> Not my type. Well, I don't, I don't like the guy. I'm just saying... He's hot, is what you're saying. I'm saying <laughs> that's people weird. thought so. See where I stand. Oh yeah, you do look like a Bernardo. No. Dude, yeah, no. you look. Go, no. <laughs> you look like a, a fat bald Bernardo. <laughs> fat bald Bernardo. <laughs> they only fed him fast Eddies. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It. Beefy fries. So, that's awful. Man. I don't even hate thinking of that guy. Ryan actually saw him one time in real life. Yeah, in, in his cell. Yeah, in the back of his head. He didn't turn around what? and look at us. We but it told, was. We were told not to look at him. But he went through feet. Uh, uh, he went through Kingston Penitentiary, where Paul Bernardo is on a tour, and wow. he said, "Don't look at him, right?" Yep. He was laying in a single bed with his head facing the TV with a remote control in his hand. Wow. Yeah, and then how, and it then was like it, chilling it, just to see him. It was. Like it would send chills up your spine yeah, to see someone that does that. Something so gross, eh? Wow. So so heinous. Yeah. Why did they get TV? Uh, good question. They, I think he had, it looked like he had a phone there too. What do you think they should do Ridiculous. to, like, uh, what do you think they should do, Lori? Well, what do you think? Like, uh, what do you think they should? Up. Read or something. Like, if a, like, I don't. <laughs> I'd give them like a reading. goddamn book. Give them a book. I don't, I don't think that, I think that's a luxury. They should A TV is a luxury. I say, uh, give them a bullet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I. <laughs> that's right, a bullet. Oh. Right. Well, totally. <laughs> Capital Sorry. punishment. Could Maybe come that's back. wrong. It wouldn't wow. be enough. if he took your daughter. Yeah, you wouldn't think it was enough. You would or think that you should probably take him through like uh, twenty years of torture, right? Or maybe a noose, something, huh? something, some kind of killing device is what he should get. Let's Do you think it should bring be entertainment? The good old guillotine back. Oh, I saw a weird fact about the guillotine. Yeah. Do you know that uh, in France they were still killing people by guillotine? Yeah, when uh, Star Wars: A New Hope came out. Really? 1977. Was that 77? They're still. They're, are they, I don't know if they were still killing people with it, but they still could. They Maybe could. that was it. I don't know. Hmm. Look it up. Wow. Huh. Spirituality dead. and religion thickens the brain cortex, reducing one's risk of depression. It thickens the brain cortex to be to be religious. Hmm. That sounds like horseshit, doesn't it? <laughs> what you think that's true though? That would have a physiological change so. on your brain if you believe in something. It makes you feel good when you believe in something. And you think there's going to be something good at the end of the day or 
If you believe in Fuck something, fun. it's... Yeah, I guess so, because if you were, like, if you're in one of those 12-step programs where you're trying to get over booze or alcohol or uh, drugs or whatever, you, um, they tell you you have to accept a higher power, that you have to, like, and so they, a lot of people that don't ordinarily believe in God, like, they, they, like, start believing in God because of their, uh, their AA program, eh? Because it make you uh, surrender yourself to a higher power or something like that. And then, then they say that's the way to, to health, so. There's a theory behind it, but it just seems weird. That you can just, just by the way you think of something, you can actually change your whole brain, like your whole way of living. Do you think it's weird? It's the mind that makes the body right. work, right? I guess so. I guess so. But can you, and you can control your own mind? Absolutely. I guess you, you train it like a muscle? You got to train it. It's like a muscle. Absolutely. M muscle memory. Because uh, I really do think I have a huge problem with, like, where I see things that are nice, like they're nice things, like like they should be... I should be happy with it, you know? But instead, I'm like, ugh, I don't like it at all, you know? Like, the same, like, I, sh I, I take the fun out of it. I see a person that's, like Jane, like, I'll see her having a nice day, right? She's happy for no reason. I don't know why she's happy. She's just happy, right? <laughs> and then, uh, so. This is y'all? Yeah, well, I question, I'm like, why is she so happy, you know? Because I can't understand it. I don't understand why she's so happy. I, I'm not that happy ever, you know? She just got out of bed and is that happy. So, but I know that me being like that is like ruin, like it's ruining her happiness, right? Get out of bed, and the first thing you do when you put that first step down, just say, "I am happy," and smile and fake it. They say if you fake it, also fake you know, it, fake it. You know if you, you go, if you put your arms out like this, if you put your arms out like you're like, uh, you know, like uh, Shawshank Redemption when he gets out of the ship pipe mm -hmm. and he puts his arms out in the air like that. If you walk around like that for a while, and or like uh, you just nod your head and put your arms out like that. Just kind of nod your head and like you're the like man. Like an Andy Hushko, right? He's yeah. arms are back when he's have a few pops in him and his arms. That's are called like a victory back. pose. Yeah. It's like he's a victory so happy pose, there. and you know it fills you with confidence. <laughs> it's it's it, it might work. A little tip for you. We're gonna end weird facts with a little tip for the people at home. Put your arms out, nod your head, and uh, walk around. And tell yourself you're the shit. You're the shit. You're welcome from life in the Dutch Hall. It's gonna change your whole life. Oh, yeah, you're the shit. And if everyone uh, who's listening out there could do one more thing, and tell your friends to listen to this program. Yeah. Also, give us some feedback. Uh, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. You can also go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, oh. Snapchat, any of that bullshit. We're Dutch Hall or live from the Dutch Hall. You'll find us. Other than that, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit it, boys. Thank you, everybody. Sorry.